It is locked in with McComas and Thune here on, gosh, what is today, Wednesday? I start to lose track at a certain point during football season, Tyler. Tyler McComas is here, fresh off a root canal. How yeah. was your morning? Uh, I mean, all, anything was better than Saturday. Saturday was the worst day of my life going through uh, the beginning stages of tooth pain without any pain pills, so I'm a heck of a lot better than I was today. I'm a lot better than Lincoln Riley, okay? No one's breaking into my house. Uh, uh, you know, I can freely go around town to Trader Joe's like apparently he couldn't in Norman back in the day. I'm just, you know, I'm oh, wanting to know what is going on that I am not cognizant of. What is going on behind the scenes that required another mule shoe tell-all? In the public eye. I mean, that's the thing. I, I don't know if the text line said this with you guys last hour. Um, I don't know if it's going to say it on our Twitter page, but at some point today, I'm sure there's going to be some messages that say, move on! We got Brent! We got Tulsa! Move on! It's Tulsa weekend! Guys, we're trying! <laughs> we have! We have moved on from this thing. There is one person in particular that just keeps bringing it up. Dude, we've moved, we make fun of the guy, don't get me wrong, oh, sure. and it's really fun to do so, but we're not still sitting here like recounting the events that happened in the days after that Bedlam loss to Oklahoma State. There's one guy that keeps bringing it up, and, it, and it's him, man. It's him every single time. So if you want to tell us to move on, I, tell that guy out, out west to, to move on. I mean, that's that's kind of the... The real issue here, he, he apparently can't get past this thing. Yeah. Whoa, it's Grill Boy. Grill Boy has joined the I'll program. You guys Travis, Travis Davidson from Ash Cigar so, Bar well, in Tulsa. Yeah, I had to grab Tyler, who, again, is recovering from a root canal, right at the last second before we went on air because we couldn't get Travis connected from Tulsa. But connected he is. Trav, how so, we doing? Yep, and uh, sorry, uh, uh, Lincoln Riley came, broke in, and stole my connection. So, uh um, but I've got it back from him. So um, here we are. We're here at Ash Cigar Bar in Tulsa, man. So good to be back here. You having a cigar at this particular per- Not yet. I usually, time? I usually save the cigar until about 5 o'clock. You know, oh, I, I like see. to, uh, You know, I like to, because if I don't, I'll smoke like two or three, and then it just ruins my evening and my next morning usually. Okay, Travis, this, is, this has to be your first time on these airwaves thus far this week, right? I would think so. Yes, yes, it is. So we haven't really gotten the chance to touch base with Tulsa's finest at this point about what we can expect from the road trip to green country this weekend. Set the scene for me. I've never been to a game at H.A. Chapman Stadium. I've never spent a substantial amount of time, more than a day or two, up in the 918. So as I make the trip on Friday, as many of us make the trip on Friday, what do we need to be cognizant of? First of all, that's shocking that, uh, you know, a guy as well-traveled as yourself on the recruiting uh, world that you don't spend all kinds of time in Tulsa given all the talent we have here on this side of the state. But, um, yeah, I mean, super excited. Um, You know, obviously a bit selfish that I get to spend a home game or spend a road game just nine minutes from where I live. So we'll be doing, I'm so excited for the pregame and the postgame show. Um, we may have a special guest joining us for the postgame show. Um, just uh, stay tuned on that one. Something, Somebody of interest, I'll just put it that way. Um, anyways, Chicken the Wolf, you guys have heard the ads. Uh, it is awesome, and we're literally right in the shadow 
of that big southern scoreboard. So like 50 feet from the stadium. Um, if you're coming from Norman, make sure you take the Kickapoo. Uh, it is much better than going up 35 and going through Oklahoma City. Uh, much cleaner of a uh, drive. It's 80 miles an hour the whole way up that turnpike. Uh, and, uh, and it'll shave. It shaves me 20 minutes off of uh, my time from Norman to Tulsa. So uh, lots of stuff to do uh, down here, even around the university. After the game, of course, you could always come down here. Only nine minutes away from the stadium is Ash Cigar Bar over here on 42nd and Sheridan. Very comfortable. Got the TVs for the evening games after the OU Tulsa game. Have yourself a victory cigar if the Sooners do take care of business while they're in the 918. And a homecoming for a lot of uh, a lot of the guys, like your Jaden Rose and Robert Spears Jennings and Gentry Williams, uh, obviously, who's going to be a captain for this game. So really exciting stuff. Sam and Edmonds has let the cat out of the bag on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. He said, it's me. I'm the one coming to the pregame and postgame. So there you go. Sam and Edmund will be present. Uh, that is not the game. Sam needs that- to be... Not Sam the, needs to be taught about teasing it, and then we pay it off on the next segment. Come on, Sam. <laughs> yeah, that, that is not the guest to which Travis Davidson is referring. Uh, I'd love to know, Trav, how does the uh, – so you mentioned the uh, turnpike as it compares to I-35. How does Kickapoo compare to driving around all the toll roads and coming up through Henrietta like I do? Yeah, for, for again, I was – I should have clarified. I'm speaking to the sane people that are listening to us, the people that uh, enjoy getting places quickly uh, and efficiently. Uh, you know, you, I mean, I, I'm, I'm sure you're going to figure it out. You always do, you and the White Buffalo. Although you're coming up for Tulsa Day, if I'm not mistaken. That's uh, you're right. You're going to be coming up and being at Andy B's from 12 to 3 because i, I got to bring you my stuff. Yeah, you do. <laughs> have you ever been to Andy B's? This will be my first time. What should I expect? Oh, bro. I'm a big Andy B's guy. My guy, uh, Rylan Bristow, down there at the Tulsa location. I know they're building one out in Edmond, but Andy B's, I tell you what, great spot, nice affordable bowling and arcade, and I think they got some laser tag stuff going on, maybe VR type stuff. Uh, it's a lot of fun. They're, they're, they're really bought into the community around here. Uh, I've had a lot of really, really fun nights at Andy B's. Oh, gosh, man. I'm going to have to get a wireless headset and host a show while bowling. I can get with that. Um, <laughs> hey, I'll, I'll, I'll come up and bowl with you. So I think there is one thing as it pertains to recruiting, Trav, that we have a lot of listeners texting in about, asking questions about, and that is about another five-star defensive lineman for whom the Sooners landed in the top five yesterday. That would be Miami native and 2025 prospect Armando Blunt who put Oklahoma in a top five yesterday that also included Florida State, Miami, Mule Shoe and USC somehow, and Ohio State. So, uh, star-studded top five there for Armando Blunt, who is one of the top football players by anyone's standards, anyone's rankings in the entire country. Now, I will say this up front. I expect that kid, just based on the fact that he is a Miami Central product, to end up at either Miami or Florida State. That's typically where those players go. But nonetheless, Travis, to land within the top five for any five-star defensive lineman, let alone one from the state of Florida, that's not something that Sooner fans are typically accustomed to. Right, and, and and I think it really matters the optics of it, right? Because, you know, a lot of people, they'll they'll put – 
you know, schools in there that maybe, I don't know, they aren't really considering at times. But putting OU in there, worst-case scenario, it's he's not coming to OU. He just wants to make his top five look better, which it's a good sign that putting OU in there is considered looking better to a lot of these kids. But I heard some rumblings that he actually might look to reclassify, perhaps, and join Miami's class. Um I would have to chase that down a bit more with uh, um, some of our mutual Florida contacts. Um, but, yeah, it's it's just good to see your name with a lot of these five-star defensive linemen. That now, I mean, what have we been in? Four five-star defensive linemen's uh, top fives now at least after landing one of them? That's not bad. Yeah, the narrative is changing progressively at the University of Oklahoma behind Venables and Bates and, of course, Chavis. Uh, we got a text from a listener up in the 918 that said, Andy Bees is legit, but I momentarily misread it and thought it said Andy Bass is legit, which, completely valid either way you slice it. Have you been out to see Andy Bass on a Friday night yet, Travis? Uh, you know, I haven't yet. I need Ooh, to. Um, I mean, it's apparently it's, it's must-see must see football. I mean, I uh, I want to I want to wait until he gets to at least forty touchdowns before I go out there. So that oh, should wow. be in what week five? Yeah, I was about to say it should be in what week Shouldn't five. Be much longer number? than another month or so at this rate. Thirteen total touchdowns through two games for Andy Bass, the three-star Sooners commit. The quarterback up at Heritage Hall. Obviously, quarterback is not what he will play at the University of Oklahoma. But yeah, man, you talk about a guy that's got that dog in him. Andy Bass got that dog in him, and I am yeah, not—I yeah. am not old enough to have witnessed Eric Crouch's Heisman campaign, but several folks more experienced than I, older than I, have said Andy Bass got a lot of Eric Crouch in his game. And obviously, I have seen plenty of Eric Crouch highlights at this point, as most have, and that comparison is not far off. I'm very interested to see what Oklahoma ends up doing with Andy Bass. And if he does end up seeing maybe a few more snaps than we all have acknowledged is possible at the quarterback position, because he has said the Sooners are going to have a package or two for him, especially in the red zone as a Wildcat quarterback. Kid can throw the ball, man. He's not just an athlete who moonlights as a QB. No, he can push the ball downfield with his arm. And so I I don't know, man. There's just there are so many ways a kid like that can help your football program, and I think that's one of the most valuable commits in your entire 2024 hall right now. Yeah, absolutely. When you get people that can just produce, Parker, I mean, that that's something that we looked at even in the transfer portal, right? Like, it was always, oh, they've got upside, but have they produced? Has they produced? And and being that type of, of uh, athlete that can do it in all different ways, I'll tell you what, it would have been interesting. Would we have run him on fourth down uh, against SMU instead of uh, Jackson Arnold just into the, you know, straight into the uh, offense, back of the offensive line over and over? Who knows? But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to get him on. And, and again, we watched him at the OU camp when he got, you know, kind of noticed by those OU coaches. He hadn't run routes before. He had always played quarterback. He had been working out with the running backs. He had never run routes, and it didn't matter. He was cooking dudes then, and we had, I mean, some blue-chip defensive backs that were at that camp. So, uh, no, just a, just an all-around talented guy, um, smart kid. I mean, this kid was offered among, 
at what Dartmouth and Harvard and uh, a he couple has other five Ivy League play. offers. Yes, five Cornell. Eight Ivy League. Yeah, schools. Cornell was another one uh, to play quarterback, and uh, yeah, that's that's impressive stuff. So yeah, really excited to get a guy like that uh, on campus finally. Okay, let's pose this question to the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line in light of the Andy Bass conversation. Who's your favorite commit so far in the class of 2024? And tell us why. The Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line is available to you always at 405-651-3439. More from Locked In coming up on the other side. Parker Thune here in the Buffalo Wild Wings studios. Travis Davidson up at Ash Cigar Bar in Tulsa. Keep it here on The Ref, the home of Sooner fans. Chugging along here on a Wednesday. It is locked in. Parker Thune from the Buffalo Wild Wings studios here in Norman. Travis Davidson is sitting in from Ash Cigar Bar up in Tulsa. The question to you all, the listeners, the audience, the populace on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line was, who is your favorite commit so far in Oklahoma's 2024 class? Now, obviously, the class is not finished. Sooner still in pursuit of several key targets. I'll tell you who my favorite target is left on the board and who my favorite commit will be if he ends up at the University of Oklahoma. I, I don't think it's a secret to anybody. Grant Bricks is the guy that I'm kind of enamored with above the rest. Travis, uh, there are three answers on the text line that have overridden the rest. There are three primary answers. You want to take a guess? At which three players collectively the text line is most excited about? Let's see. Um, it's got to, David Stone's got to be one of them. Yes, indeed. I mean that 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 seems like the most obvious, highest ranked, um, the the Mister Pick Six, Mister Thick Six, the for the the future cheetah himself, David Stone. Um, Devon Mitchell, uh, I assume, is uh, is up there. There you go. One of the highest rated. And and what we're seeing right now from the tight end position, the tight end depth. Can't wait for Devon Mitchell to get in there. And then, oh, boy. I, I bet that the safe answer, I feel, is Taylor Tatum, two-sport athlete that, that we went head-to-head with Mule Shoe over. Uh, maybe that's what people were trying to rob was uh, another commitment from him. Um, either that or my personal favorite, Nigel Smith. Uh, Nigel Smith, no drama, uh, was over 500 days after coming on these airwaves with us for a spring game. He commits. It seems like he's been locked in the entire time. No waffling. And you know what? I I can appreciate that these days. Yeah, you know, it's interesting, uh, Travis. By the way, you went two for three. Mitchell and Stone were correct. Ah, Hey, that ain't bad. And uh, We have not had a single texter. Imagine this. We have not had a single texter. Reference Taylor Tatum in this conversation. Not a single one. Uh, we, I think We've only had a couple reference Zion Kearney, who, of course, is the Sooners' top-ranked wide receiver commit. The three answers that have been the most prevalent on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line in response to that question are David Stone, Devon Mitchell, and Ivan Carrion. How about that? Interesting. I wonder if if you wouldn't have uh, been able to get some <laughs> shots of him if if they would have said that. Obviously, I mean, carrying six six wide receiver is going to be a big deal. I remember being down at OT seven with you in Round Rock, and uh, he walked by us, and I go, "Oh my God, who is that?" Because he's an absolute tree of a young man, and all you said was, "Yeah, 
he's going to Texas Tech. I was like, ah, dang. <laughs> Little did you and I know, uh, not shortly after, that he would be uh, flipping to the good guys. But, no, very exciting prospect. He is he's, he's a big old boy, no doubt about that. But I, I'm just not – his haircut, man, we gotta we got to do something different with a haircut. Not maybe, a fan of the bowl Maybe he cut. gets with uh, – no, maybe he gets with uh, old Stutzman and uh, and and he gets uh, permed up, or I think Stutzman's working on some box braids next, or something like that. So some yeah, maybe maybe uh, yeah, I think I think I think we get him hooked up with Danny. Okay, sample answers here on the Knippel Meyer Chevrolet text line. Uh, Chris in the nine one eight says, "Carry on, can't stop thinking about what Jordan for FSU did to us." I believe you're actually thinking of Johnny Wilson who is the six foot seven yes. wide receiver down at Florida State. And, yeah, he was a problem. Uh, made that catch on the deep ball over Justin Broyles to set up what would be the decisive field goal in the Cheez-It Bowl. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, you get a wide receiver with that kind of size and a guy who can run, he's going to be a mismatch. And Ivan Carrion certainly has that potential. Another 918 listener says, Mitchell and Carrion – them, Jaden Gibson, and Nick Anderson on the field at the same time. Jump ball city. And I think what's going to look like a basketball team. I think what's fun about this wide receiver room, Travis, is that yes, you're going to be able to exploit some size mismatches with guys like Carry On and Gibson and Anderson, but by the same token, you're also going to be able at a certain point to roll out a lineup of receivers that is just speed on speed on speed on speed because Zion Raggins can run like the wind. We know how fast Gavin Freeman is. We know how fast Andy Bass is. Dozie Ezukama is a guy that I think is criminally underrated. And Zion Kearney might actually turn out to be the best wide receiver in the entire 2024 class. So it's not just about having Brennan Tom- And Brennan Thompson runs like a 10 too. So, oh, yes, lest we forget. Know. The Sooners also have Brennan Thompson <laughs> on the roster. So, Lest we forget, probably the fastest person on the roster when healthy. Yeah, yeah, they're going to have speed. Cherokee Sooner says, it's hard not to say David Stone, but I'm going with Michael Hawkins. We have to have some star power on offense to cut through those tough SEC defenses. Yeah, you want to talk about somebody that's had a torrid start to their senior year of high school. Man, Michael big time, Hawkins. Big time has. stuff, man. And big time I'm, stuff. I, I've been paying attention to his Emerson stuff that luckily gets posted a bunch. And 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 thank you, uh, Hawkins Senior, for uh, continuing to tag myself and probably Parker in those as well. To you know, it, it, guy, he looks good. He's he's improved his accuracy. He's deadly as ever with his legs. Nah, he 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 looks like the real deal out there. Just one of our two quarterbacks in the class. Yeah, and there were some folks that were, I and have been hypercritical of the Sooners' decision to take Michael Hawkins for whatever reason. You get a blue-chip kid with that type of dual-threat ability and one who's a legacy and wears OU on his sleeve day in and day out. Uh, That's a no-brainer in my eyes. But there were more than a few folks that believed Michael Hawkins wasn't going to cut it at the next level and was overrated and, heck, wouldn't even be starting at Allen right now. That was a take. That was a take that was out there as he transferred from Allen because he was about to lose his starting job. Uh, what is is Allen 1-2, 0-3? Allen has not had a great start. Frisco Emerson, on the other hand, behind Michael Hawkins, they're 3-0 and to start the 2023 campaign. And Hawkins has been the trigger man that has – Made it all come together for that Maverick offense. Eric in Dallas says, Nigel Smith 
because I think he is way underappreciated. You kind of said the same thing there, Travis. Yeah, and and not only from a no drama perspective, right? We we live in an era where you know brand building is very important, right? And some people think brand building is teasing a bunch of schools or you know posting a bunch of pictures, this, that, and the other, leading on fan bases, whatever. Like that's I guess one way, and then you have another way, you know, where kids are fully bought in, right? Like Jackson Arnold and <clears throat> even Jaden Hardy and those guys online that are really trying to. Uh, or Kevin Sperry and all these kids that are really trying to retweet things about OU commits, about OU targets. Devon Mitchell does the same thing. David Stone does the same thing now, like really buying in with one fan base and trying to build that base up. Well, Nigel Smith, he didn't go to camps. He didn't do any of that. He literally he came on our podcast one time and said, look, I just want to play ball. He said, I'm going to let my film speak for itself. And this is a big dude, and he's got, what, a 35, 36-inch vertical? I mean, this is... This is an absolute athlete. He's an absolutely just wreck shop there in Texas high school football for Melissa. I think I, I, I think I, I said the stat last week, Par, or Parker, when we were uh, when I was on the rush uh, out there from Riverwind. But if you go back through the modern recruiting era, Parker, Nigel Smith would have been the highest ranked defensive line prospect in sixteen of those classes. Sixteen of those classes, and. And and now we're just sitting here going, oh, man, that's really cool. That's really cool he's in there. No, it's really, like, it's incredibly cool. Incredibly cool. Nigel Smith is a dog. Guy on the text line says, I don't recall who committed first. I'll vote for him. Is there a commit we've talked less about than Jeremiah Newcomb, the OG of this 2024 class? Wasn't I with you when that happened? I think it, we, we were, I feel like we were at yes, OT7 or something yes, like that. Yes, yes, we were driving back from And OT7. we were like, what the... <laughs> yeah, we were like, wait a minute, what? We were at Bucky's. Jer- Jeremiah we Newcomb just committed. We were in the middle of a, of a Bucky's stop. Yes, <laughs> of course we were. This was before, and I want the listeners out there to know, this was before I knew that Bucky's was uh, so supportive of A&M football. I have not been back since. Parker, I think, actually uh, has applied to work there for free. Um, he is an A&M plant, we found. But, yes, Jeremiah Newcomb, again, a drama-free dude, right? And you just get out of nowhere, a four-star corner, and then that allows you to say, okay, cool, let's get Eli Bowen, and then let's Devon Jordan come on down whenever you're ready. So, yeah, I mean, that's a that's a big-time get for uh, for Jay Valai very early in the class. Yeah, by the way, I have no shame in my Bucky's purchases bolstering A&M's NIL fund because what has been demonstrated to me time and again during the course of Jimbo Fisher's tenure as A&M's head coach is that it doesn't matter how much money they have, they're going to shoot themselves in the foot. So I don't really feel like I'm affecting the bottom line there. From the 405, a listener texted in to say, nobody talks about the early guys. Jaden Hardy is going to be a dog. And he was one guy we saw at OT7, Travis. One guy that, I mean, everything you look for in a safety all of the qualities you look for in a guy that's going to be capable of playing that position at a high level, Jaden Hardy has them. Yeah, I mean he's a he's a playmaker, right? And 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 I know I don't want to get caught up too much in it because at a certain point it's it's a bit hyperbole. But I mean, like Peyton Bowen is a playmaker, right? He's 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 you know instinctively saying, "Hey, I think I can get to this punt. Let's try and get there." He's trying to go after the ball, all that kind of stuff. I'm not saying that Jaden Hardy is on Peyton Bowen's level. What I am saying is he's also a playmaker in the truest sense of the word. I mean, he's he's got 
uh, you know, kind of a, a Tyram Matthew, right, type vibe to him that he always seems to be in the right place at the right time. He's not worried about going up and getting the ball. He will lay the wood to you. Uh, he, he is a kid that I, I hope throughout this season rises in the rankings a bit because he's also off to a good start. Pastor MC on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line says, my favorite commit is Williams Winery. I have faith. Well, good on you for your well, he's faith, a pastor. Pastor MC. Good on you for your faith. Several others have said Williams Winery as well, so they share your faith. All right, we'll hit a quick break. Ooh. Come on back and continue talking Sooner football and recruiting. Oklahoma going up to green country this weekend for their first road test of the 2023 season against Tulsa. A Tulsa area blue chipper also committing one week from today. We'll discuss that situation and where the Sooners stand with one of the finest from the Sooner State. In fact, the top-ranked player, according to many recruiting services, in the state of Oklahoma. That's next. It's the ref, the home of Sooner fans. Keep it here. Locked in on a Wednesday, Parker Thune. Travis Davidson here with you talking Sooner football and recruiting all the way up until 3 o'clock, at which point it's the rush with Teddy and Tyler the rest of the way, 3 to 6 here on the Ref Sports Radio Network. Uh, For those of you that are texting in about the Mule Shoe interview, yes, we are aware. We have seen it. We have heard it. In fact, we had a long extended discussion about it in the 1 o'clock hour. So if you haven't heard Mike Steely's thoughts, you're going to want to check out the podcast when it drops. Uh, Hour 2 of Steel Man and Thune at noon for all of Steely's thoughts on that particular situation. Travis, any comments on, and I don't know how much of the interview you have heard slash seen. I guess now that I think about it, it's not Teddy and Tyler coming up three to six. It's you and Tyler. So people aren't going to get rid of you for the rest of the afternoon from Ash Cigar Bar up in Tulsa. But any initial thoughts from the things that Muleshoe has said? Well, the initial thoughts are what what's, you know, what's happening next Usually every time there's an interview drop about his departure, an exclusive, Lincoln Riley finally pulls back the curtain on the final days in Oklahoma, what led to his decision. We hear these things every time something bad, whether it's a decommit, whether it's a loss, anything like that, there's always something that comes up, right? Whether it's accusing of tampering, all that, right? He, he just pushes the attention back to Oklahoma. People want to say, stop talking about Lincoln Riley, move on. Parker, it's nearly two years later. Come on. Like, what are we doing here? But, yes, um, my Twitter started going crazy. People asking if the bur- the burglary uh, was actually me trying to get my smokers back. But, no, so I definitely shared the story, that the initial story that Bro Bible did uh, on it. And uh, it, it was... It was funny, you know, all, uh, you know, looking back at it, it's, it's, it's given a good laugh to a lot of people, and that's what's important. But, yeah, I mean, it's... It's just weird. Like, there's no reason to continue bringing this up. And then to say, you know, he, he felt for his family's safety about this, that, and the other. Like, come on. Like, you're in one of the best surveilled, at the back of one of the best surveilled neighborhoods in Norman with Gates, with all that. Like, just just stop. Like, stop being such a victim. Like, good Lord. It's it's truly annoying. But, you know, is what it is. Uh, he can't stop talking about us. I can't blame him. We're 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 pretty damn awesome. <laughs> oh gosh, that quote needs to be on a bumper sticker right there. 
We need a uh, we need a caricature, a sports tune of Travis Davidson's face with that quote, and it needs to be a bumper sticker across the state of Oklahoma. Sold in every quick trip. Gunny of Stutzman Army hit the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, and we did tease going into the break. An update on the Sooner status with Danny Okoye, the four-star edge rusher out of Tulsa. And obviously, as our 918 local, Travis, I want to get your thoughts in just a moment on Danny Okoye. But first, Gunny of Stutzman Army did weigh in, and he said, live update, the confidence level for Danny Okoye to Oklahoma has been raised to a full 28-gram crystal bong prediction. So there you go. Gunny of Stutzman Army nailed his first ever crystal bong last week with Nigel Smith. He is looking to double down with Danny Okoye, and he is now projecting with 100% certainty that Danny Okoye is a Sooner. Travis Davidson, your thoughts? Well, you know, who are we to argue with Gunny uh, with his 100% hit rate, no pun intended? Um, you know, we, we need to get that sponsored by the one of 30,000 dispensaries that are in the state of Oklahoma. Surely we could get uh, um, his crystal bong projections sponsored. But, yeah, I mean, like I said, who am I to argue with him? I like uh, Oklahoma for Mr. Danny Okoye, which, I mean, really when you look back at it, is if it, if Oklahoma is the decision like many people think it is, it's really been quite the journey, right? I mean, it's this summer that he came on with us, uh, Tyler and I in studio and talked about how, you know, he, you know, wasn't really considering Oklahoma, but, you know, he ended up reaching out to the staff and asking if he could come down for a visit, this, that, and the other. I can't imagine that as a guy who saw six and seven and got kind of scared away, I can't imagine that these first two games that the Oklahoma defense has played, I, I can't imagine this didn't change his mind just a little bit about, you know, what Todd Bates and Miguel Chavis and Brent Venables are all about. In other news, as it pertains to defensive line recruiting, Travis had some very positive things to say last segment about Nigel Smith, the Sooners' newest commit, and deservedly so. He's a top 100 player nationally, a top 20 defensive lineman, I believe top five strong side defensive end per the rivals' rankings. Uh, we have a listener in the 405 that hit the text line to say, Say, boys, the commit from Texas, Nigel Smith, is a dandy. I played high school ball with his coach and have known about this commitment for a while. He is an overachiever. Yeah, I mean, he, he, he's a guy that, like I said, um, doesn't, doesn't want to do any talking outside of ball. And a no-nonsense kind of guy like that, um, honestly, is a five-star build, five-star talent. But, you know, if he were to go to all the all the camps and everything, he would be at minimum top 50. Hopefully he can get back up there. Uh, a, a listener up in the 918, and this is a question we've gotten before, uh, but a listener in the 918 asked, why isn't there an interest with Witt Edwards? Well, if the Sooners were to take him, they would take him as a wide receiver. They believe he's too narrow to play tight end and consequently too narrow to play edge as well. So he would have to be a wide receiver at Oklahoma and – Naturally, Oklahoma will make room for Terry Bussey if he wants to be a part of the 2024 class. But with five wide receivers already committed, there's simply not margin to bring in a guy like Whit Edwards. Does that sum it up adequately, yeah. Travis? 
Yeah, uh, I, I first uh, got my eyes on Whit Edwards and got to meet Whit at uh, in Broken Arrow when there was a big Sooner Seven uh, Seven on Seven event, and the dude, he's a good-looking athlete. Uh, he is uh, he is a, a bit slight right now, as a lot of high schoolers naturally are. Uh, when he came to Oklahoma. Uh, he was, I believe, talking mostly with Chavis. They were kind of debating whether or not, okay, is this guy a defensive end? Is he a tight end? When he came to camp at Oklahoma, he actually worked out with both and got a lot of work actually in with Joe John Finley at the time. Uh, but, but he was a bit of a tweener, didn't really know what to do with him. Um, and, and like you said, he would have ended up probably, you know, ending up with the wide receivers and at that point after not even camping with the wide receivers then it, and and you've already got heck andrew marsh was at that camp uh um i think elijah thomas might have been at that event um there were there were a lot of them but yeah just i i just it is what it is uh i i wish him nothing but the best but i don't think it's going to be in the crimson and cream uh somebody from the 512 said dude that mule shoe interview is bs Another 713 listener said somebody must have stolen Tebow's meat thermometer. That's why his brisket was so dry. (laughs) And, of course, I imagine this will be an evergreen question between now and signing day because this isn't about to just stop. But Scary Gary asks, what's going on with Durham sending out some weird tweets talking about committing to the program or the coach? Well, Caden Durham can tweet all he wants, but the overwhelming likelihood is that He does not turn around and come back to the University of Oklahoma. He's committed to LSU. I expect it to stay that way, and you're just going to have to become accustomed to his particular style of tweeting because he puts out a lot on Twitter, and not a whole lot of it means a whole lot of anything. So, Caden Durham, you think that'll be— Yeah, he's a troll. He's a troll. Yeah, you think that will be the biggest what-if from this 2024 class? Because 2023, when you look back on it, okay, if you're talking about guys that uh, the Sooners got outflanked for, well, DJ Hicks is naturally at the top of the list. If you're talking about guys where the recruitment just kind of fell apart for one reason or another, Malachi Coleman tops the list in that regard. Who do you think is going to be the biggest what-if when we reflect on this 24 class as far as OU is concerned? Man, there's a decent amount of candidates, right? I mean, if we're, if we're looking at ones that we thought might end up in the class, I mean, you can really choose from, I mean, Peyton Pierce, Aaron Flowers, Xavier Phil Samey, uh, Brian Wesco, Zadavian Sims, um, Dominic McKinley at times, obviously Caden Durham. I mean, you've got you've got a decent amount to choose from. Of those, I would probably say. I'd probably say Aaron Flowers, believe it or not. I, I, I think I think Aaron Flowers, I know, you know, it wasn't a, a last-second decision or anything. It, it was looking like it was USC and then it ended up being Oregon. I really, really, really like Aaron Flowers as a prospect. I think uh, he could have done big things in that safety room. What say you? Man, I, and hey, I, I don't want to, like, completely echo you here, but Aaron Flowers was going to be my answer because one thing I know for a fact of, about that recruitment is that he wanted to come to Oklahoma. Ultimately, though, he's a big family guy. The family had their reasons to prefer Oregon, and so Oregon is who he locked in with. But I, I'll put it to you this way. If that decision is solely in Aaron Flowers' hands, he's probably a Sooner right now. And I think the world of that kid as a football player. 
I think he is an absolute stud and will do phenomenal things wherever he ends up. And obviously the expectation is he will sign with Oregon. So if he, if he is indeed a duck, uh, that's a guy that's going to be an all-conference, potentially all-American type guy down the road. He's that good. All right, coming up on the other side, we will wrap up Locked In as we get ready to hand things off to Tyler and Travis for the rush at 3 o'clock. You get Grill Boy and me for one final segment, then I'm out. Tyler McComas, hurt, not injured after his root canal, is going to jump into my seat, and we'll have you covered all the way till 6 p.m. here on the Ref Sports Radio Network. Keep it here. Well, the rush kicks off in less than 10 minutes here on the Ref Sports Radio Network, and I'm pretty sure I know what the prevalent topic of conversation is going to be this afternoon between Tyler McComas and Travis Davidson, who is here with me to wrap up Locked In from Ash Cigar Bar up in Tulsa. Uh, Muleshoe did the interview today with Graham Bensinger. Well, I'm sure he did it a while ago. It was released today, his interview with Graham Bensinger. And I don't know why he continuously feels the need to keep talking about Oklahoma, Travis, but just when just when we thought it was all over and we could all move on with our lives, no Piers Muleshoe doing another tell-all about his departure from Oklahoma. But we'll leave that to you and Tyler and you guys, along with the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, I'm sure we'll have a field day over the next three hours. Uh, to the text line we go as we wrap up Locked In. Mark in Newcastle, for those unfamiliar, Mark in Newcastle apparently, I guess, has a kid in his neighborhood that knows all on the recruiting trail, so he's referred to as Baby Thune. And Mark in Newcastle says, just passing the word on, Baby Thune says Waneri is more than just gloves and is actually a silent, quote-unquote, flipski. Baby Thune's word, not mine, to Oklahoma. So there you go, Travis. Winery is a Sooner. Lock it up. Oh, thank God. What a relief. What a relief. Had we known. That's that's one you can just check off the board. Uh, somebody better tell Williams Winery that uh, so he can uh, <laughs> stop having to explain why he's wearing the OU gloves. Uh, can we take a moment? This is from a 918 listener, JT in Tulsa. Can we take a moment to recognize the queen, Patty Gasso, Pulling the number one player in the 2025 class, Lexi McDaniel from Missouri. The GOAT strikes again. Yes, Patty Gasso now has the number one pitcher, the number one catcher, and the number one position player in the 2025 class. So, Sooner Softball ain't going anywhere, Trav. It rolls on. It rolls on. And that's and that's the thing, man. Like when you look at this roster and and you know, you look at the classes of you know that that make up this current team. You know, there's we lose a lot, right? You don't get you don't get a team that's that good without like thinking of kind of Jada's class that's got a a ton of kids in it that you're thinking, man, what is this softball team going to look like in a couple years? Well, it is in safe hands. Obviously, the number one transfer class with our four transfers, and now of course the number one class rolling in again. So it just reloads, and there might not be a better program in sports right now than OU softball. Okay, Trav. I'm not. I guess. I guess we're not going to talk again until Skelly Field this weekend for OU Tulsa. Two thirty p.m. Oh. kickoff on Saturday. So. Let me just get your thoughts on the game that the Sooners will play, the game itself, as well as what I need to be prepared for 
as far as the atmosphere, the environment, the spread at H.H. H. Chapman Stadium this weekend? Well, first of all, um, I think uh, I think the quarterback depth uh, at Tulsa right now, they're dealing with some injuries, and obviously Kevin Wilson being an offensive line guy, I don't think he's going to put anybody at in unnecessary harm, right, by being too crazy. I think OU wins comfortably. I think OU sp- covers the spread. But with Tulsa, it's beautiful. Chapman's beautiful. It doesn't hold very many people, but I have a feeling there's going to be a lot of crimson there. But everybody needs to be at the KREF postgame show and pregame show at Chicken and the Wolf, just south of the stadium. Chicken and the Wolf, one of many spots worth visiting if you're a Sooner fan up in the 918 this weekend. Uh, come noon on Friday, I will be at Andy B's. 12 to 3 at Andy B's. That's where I'm at. Come on by, grab some food, bowl if you're into that sort of thing, and just have one heck of a weekend with us up on Travis's home turf, the 918, Tulsa, America. Uh, was it 2012 that the Sooners last played there, Travis? Am I correct? I remember watching that game. I was not yeah, that make, old. That makes sense. That makes sense, yes. I want to say it was the last game of the, the – or the last year of the Landry Jones era. I could be mistaken. Yeah, 2012, the T, 2013. The TU players – the TU players have already asked about what it's going to be like to play in front of a sellout crowd, and they said it's going to be so fun to have all of our fans behind us. <laughs> well, we'll see how many of their fans are actually in the stadium. No yeah. doubt there will be a lot of crimson and cream in those bleachers on Saturday. That's it for Locked In. The Rush coming out next. Tyler and Travis got you covered next. It's the Ref Sports Radio Network, the home of Sooner fans.